Hi, this is Angelina Asante. Welcome to this edition of the unofficial Red Sox Fantasy Campers podcast. Pickles and I have a very exciting interview tonight. We are sitting with Keith Folk. Welcome, Keith. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. We had a little meeting with you a little bit during the week. We got to, to see you, and we've got really good feedback from the coach, the team that you were coaching with, mm-hmm. and we thought it was really neat. Um, we... <laughs> You don't know when you're going to the camp when you when you find out we're gonna have new coaches. You think, oh, I don't know, I don't know how this is gonna go. But everybody loved you. Oh yeah, the well, women's team. Yeah, you never you never did it on the women's team. You yes. never you never coached on the women's team before. Yeah, so it's definitely it's a, it, you know it was an experience at first. But I've been doing the fantasy camps for you know eleven or twelve years. Oh now, really? So okay. Over those years, you've learned or I've learned to really kind of take down the level of expectations for baseball. And uh, coming in with the women, I've, and I've always heard that the women's camp was actually easier because the women don't gripe as much. They don't complain as much. <laughs> did so. you find that that was true? I, I did. Oh, that that's was, good. You know, the girls went out, they played hard, you know, and it was, there was no bickering. They weren't hollering at the umpires. Oh. You know, they weren't hollering at the other players if they got out. So it was, you know, we just kind of directed them in, the, you know, where they needed to go and sat back and watched. Were you shocked at the level of some of the women's play? No. You weren't? No, because, you know, some of the, you know, some of the ladies through the years with the men's being right after, you know, we've met a lot of, a lot of the ladies and, you know, you hear stories about, you know, how these girls are still playing and, you know, they're active in the the women's league. So it's. Yeah, many are, but many are rookies like myself three years ago, never picked up a bat in their lives and they're really coming. It looked like it. I believe that. Oh, (laughs) I don't think that was a compliment. We'll edit that out. But that's part of being a coach. I got a trophy last year. I got a trophy in my house. And she got a ring this year. She got a ring this year. Keith, I mean, it's a huge, huge thing to be interviewing you and I, as I told you, and it's not schmoozing or anything like that. It's just that to people like um, us, whatever, to, to have the Sox win the World Series in 2004, it was just incredible. And, you know, you were like the powerhouse behind that. Like we were saying to you that, you know, when you when I would watch the TV and you'd come up, I'd say, oh, we don't have to worry. We don't have to worry. And I'd worry throughout the whole game, but I always was really confident in you. So you coming to the Red Sox, you were a free agent when you came in, right? Correct. What did you think about the Red Sox at that point? Did, did you want to go to this team or, you know, did, oh, were you aware of the curse or any of that stuff? I, I chose to come here. Yeah. You know, but I'd also been here as a visiting player for, you know, what, eight, nine, ten years. So it's like when you play here, there's no way you can play here even as a visiting player and not know yeah. the hatred for, for the other team. You know, you would hear a Yankee suck chant, <laughs> you know, every night two or three times, you know, when I played with the White Sox. So oh. it's like, you know, you learn about it and, and the passion, like you can't walk anywhere in the city and you don't see passionate fans. Yeah. So even as that visiting player, you know, I knew, you know, what it was like. And, um, you know, I played in Chicago and in Oakland, kind of very quiet, small market teams. And, you know, part of me wanted to, I wanted the challenge of playing really? for a big market team, you know, and, and, you know, when I, when I talked to Theo, he goes, you know, we're bringing in a couple of key parts and, you know, you're one of them, you know, Schilling was one of them, you know, there's a few other guys, but you know, it was, it was nice to be wanted like that. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted a ring. Yeah. I mean, did you have any expectations when you first came in that you'd get a ring? I mean, the well, team, I mean, when you look uh, at the team now, it's a great, great, a great group yeah. of guys. But did you have any good feeling? I mean, it's always that curse in the back of people's minds, you know, so. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, fortunately, I didn't have to deal with that curse for yeah. very long. Just, you know, right. wanted to deal with it for six months, so. <laughs> wow. But, you know, it's, the expectations were, you know, did I, you know, I wanted a ring, but, you know, 
I've been in the playoffs two years before. I was on that A's team that lost to the Red yeah. Sox in 03. That was a pretty good ball club. I think if, you know, we don't come to Boston and kind of throw it away, yeah. you know, that was a pretty good ball club. We could have done some big things. But, you know, you, you, you lose sometimes, but not losing, you learn to win. You know, and I came to Boston with, with that knowledge and with the desire. And wow. I wanted to so win. So when the, when the Sox started winning and once you've made it through the division series, then you have that – that series with the Yankees. What what was the take happening in the locker room? Or as I mean, did you guys even believe it that you were you know you came from what three deck games down, and then you beat them in New York? I mean, what was that feeling like? Well, it was it was embarrassing to get hit in the mouth, and next uh, thing you know, you, you open your eyes and you're like, my gosh, we're o three, like yeah, you know, and, yeah, you know, and it's the statistics tell you that you're you're done, like you're not going to come back, but in a way. You know, it's, you know, it took the pressure off of us, you know, when you see the things with Millar and all the things he's saying on TV. But really, you get in the locker room, you look around, it's like, well, we can't change the last three games. The only thing we can do is change today. So at that point, we're not expected to win. Chances are of us winning are very slim. Yeah. Screw it. Go out and have fun, play the game, and we'll see what happens. You know, so we were, you know, we got things kind of changed a little bit. We got a few breaks that we needed, you know, along the way. And, um, next, you know, you win one, okay, yeah, and then, then you win two, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. You can see then they start making mistakes, you know, and and we win, uh, we won game six, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, the time we got through six, the pressure was already on them. You could see yeah. things changing. Did you feel that in the stadium, like the fans, the Yankee oh, fans, at, oh. yeah, deflating <laughs> and everything? Absolutely. Wow. Their fans aren't like ours. Yeah. You know, so they'll turn on their their guys. And oh, okay. Beat. And, uh, I mean, game seven, you know, Johnny comes out. We, you know, we put up six or seven runs in the first three <laughs> innings. Crazy. And, you know, that place just deflated. Wow. Their, their guys were flat. And, you know, that was part of, you know, that was part of our climb. Wow. Now, the, the time between that and the World Series then, you had, what, a few days before you had to play St. Louis. I mean, what's going on in your head? You're home. Are you relaxing or are you, you know? Uh, well, well, fortunately for, you know, we notice, we know how quickly you can go down if you're yeah. not paying attention. So I think our, our focus was, I mean, it, we never turned it off, you know, and go out there in game one, even though game one got to be kind of sloppy a little bit, we still had the ability to come back, you know, win that game one. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, boys, let's, let's clean it up. Yeah. And the next couple games were wow. like, they were just like a blink of an eye. Now, how did you become a relief pitcher? Uh, well, I got traded my rookie year from the Giants to the White Sox, and the White Sox were starting their rebuilding process, and um, so they brought up a bunch of their minor league starters, and so like, all right, we're going to put you in the pen now, and we'll figure it out later, and uh, eventually, you know, that I I did well in the bullpen, and they told me, hey, you screwed up, and I'm like, what, what do you mean? And uh, they're like, you did well in the bullpen, you know, we we can't afford to take you out. Wow. So I never left the bullpen again. Wow. wow. So I always wanted to start, but they, you know, they're like, because I would go three innings, four innings. I would, you know, I could throw back-to-back days, multiple days. And they're like, you know, it's, you know, it's what I really love to do. I always wanted to go yeah. back to starting, but they're never got a shot again. Was Timlin relief with you at the time you came in? Was it Mike Timlin? Is he also doing with relief? With the Red Sox? Yeah. Yeah. He was. Okay. Yeah. Timlin and Embry were like the, you know, technically, I guess, the, the setup guys. Wow. All right, so the last game of the World Series, you just, everybody just goes, everybody's what rabble rousing in the clubhouse, everybody's happy, and 
You just go out there, no fear, no 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 anxiety. Well, you, you never you like never I have, have. You never have fear. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, people handle the anxiety, the stress of it differently. But you know, again, the same thing. It's like we're up three zero. Yeah, you know, and so there's that wiggle room. Yeah, we want to win tonight, but we didn't put that pressure on them. And, you know, so therefore it's like if we lose, then who cares, right? We lose, you know, nobody Oh, in that one game, yeah, and right. So, <laughs> but, but all of them, right? You you have room. Yeah. And so you don't put that pressure on. You go out and play the game and yeah. good things happen. As a Sox fan, you don't want wiggle room, though, right? You want – Well, that's a difference. Really, yeah. you, you can't afford any wiggle room. But that's room. a difference between being a fan and being a player. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. It's like, you know, you guys – you know, you have 86 years yes. and, and generations and all these things you remember fresh mm-hmm. in your mind. Right. From, you know, 67, 75, yes. 86. And yeah. you know, here I'm like, I don't even live here, but you know those stories. And so you guys are thinking, you know. What's, yeah. What's going like on. my grandfather, I'm just going to tell you this story real quick. Like he's a teamster and a tough guy, but man, the Red Sox were everything to him. Yeah. And when you won in 2004, he looked up at the sky and he goes, <laughs> I can finally die. And we all just thought that was so funny. I he know. had so much joy. Yeah. It's it means so much to people yeah. in New England, actually all over, yeah. but really just yeah. New England. Well, it's the for Sox Nation, you know, it's yeah. worldwide. And so, and like, I hear stories like that all the time, and, you know, I still love them. You know, There's like, a uh, Connecticut hospice has a brick walk. My mother uh, passed away there, but there was, I, we dedicated some bricks to her, and I was walking around, and the brick said, Ken, the Sox finally won the series. Aww. I almost died. I mean, to think that somebody put that forever to be seen at hospice was like, you know. I mean, there were, like you said, there are people everywhere that were just waiting, waiting for that to happen. Yeah. And there's cemeteries all across My the mother, area, yeah. all across the world where, you know, they were yeah. putting stuff on it. So Now, how about the plane ride home from St. Louis? Was it that night you guys didn't go back to the hotel, hotel and crash? Did you yeah, have right well, back? eventually they, they ran out of Bud Light in Bush <laughs> Stadium in St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> Budweiser. So wow. it's like, we're like, you kind of look around, you're like, all right, I, I guess we'll go home now. Yeah. <laughs> what was that ride like on the plane? I mean, the flight, it was it. Oh, uh, wow. Honestly, I was worn out. You were worn out. Yeah. I was wondering. I just when, wanted to know. You know, it, when you can kindly, when you can finally turn the switch off, yeah. it's like, cool. And I remember getting back to, to Boston. I was so worn out. Had my son and my, my soon-to-be ex-wife at the time with me, and we didn't even ride back to the field. I had a car pick us up oh, there. Oh, really? Because we lived uh, we lived over by the, the garden. Okay. Um, or no, we didn't. That's, that was uh, We lived by the commons. And so, like, I didn't want to go all the way back to the field and have to go all the way back home. Were there, there fans um, waiting for you when the plane landed? Uh, not on the tarmac. No? Yeah, I think... Because I took a car out differently. So. <laughs> How crazy was, like, in your mind, you probably can remember the, the sounds of the parade. It must parade, have been absolutely crazy. Was, I don't even know how to describe it. It's something I don't think can ever be duplicated again because it was, it was really overwhelming. You know, the, the passion and seeing people oh, yeah. everywhere. It was like, my gosh, you know, that, that place was crazy. It's, you know, it's... Um, I don't. I don't think that can ever. That parade can ever be duplicated. It was incredible. Yeah, incredible. And then they took you out in the water, the Charles River, yeah. right? So you were able to escape from the fans because they would never let you go. Yeah. Well, damn, there's something yeah. duck boat too. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty wild. So what are you doing now besides coaching women? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantasy camp, camp. all star coach. Uh, no, I got three boys of my own, so I'm a full time dad, and you know, wow. leading them in life and trying to teach them the same thing I teach yeah. them all my fantasy camp players. 
We asked um, about, we've been asking all the ladies, how did they find out about Fantasy Camp? And then we asked Donna, who started this whole camp, how did you get the coaches? So uh, when you were, you said you've been doing this for like 12 years. Mm -hmm. When you were asked, I mean, was it something that you jumped on right away or did you have to think about it? Did you know what it was like to... to oh, no, you know? I've, I've been thinking about coming to, you know, if I, if I was ever offered... You know, yeah, I would come in a heartbeat. I mean, because I, I would think when you see the roster, you see all the names and stuff, Keith Folk kind of stands out, you know, because, it's, again, you'll you'll never shake that, you know, yeah. 2004 World Series mm -hmm. champion, you know. It's, so, it's an honor. I'm, I'm yeah. proud of that. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Last year, which was it two years ago when I was a rookie, I saw you sitting in the stands, and I literally must have stood there with my mouth hanging open thinking, me, shy me. I couldn't even approach you. I was like, oh, my God, that's Keith Falk. What happened you know? to that girl? Uh, <laughs> the true pickle came out, you know. But my family, you know, just family back home in Connecticut, when I say, oh, yeah, Keith Falk, it's like they, they just cannot believe that we're so, you know, lucky to to, yeah. to meet all of you guys and and to be able to talk to you now about the this particular World Series because yeah. – uh, Well, that's the thing about being a Sox fan, but even being around Fenway – you know, we go up there all the time. I take my kids up there. We go up there. I go sit in the stands. You stand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you get, must get recognized. Yeah. I mean, there's every once in a while you'll see people kind of get oh, that, yeah. that double take and yeah. you, know, you give them the head nod. And it's like. Wow. Do they give you good seats? Do you have to call ahead and say, I'm here? They, they do they a take pretty care good you? job. Yeah, I would imagine. I imagine they take care of them. I know you're all thinking that, but I asked yeah. them anyway. You know? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, it's, you know, we went, uh. I guess it must have been September. I went to a couple games, and you know we're sitting there, and you know all of a sudden, kind of one person, oh, yeah. you know, was like, "Hey, you know," said something to me. And when I was going up to get my adult beverages, next thing you know, it's like <laughs> people are like they're all kind of wow. buzzing. But you know, it's it's an honor. But I'm a five eleven white guy, so I <laughs> I blend into the crowd fairly well. Does it ever get annoying? Do people approach you too much? No, you know what? It's one of those things. As a player, you know, I was much. Uh, little much sharper as a player you know and you, know, you still deal with the fans but you know being retired you know you settle down you know and it's you don't have that same edge as you did as a player where you you kind of need that quiet time you know I spend a lot of time alone so I enjoy the you know talking to the fans oh, and all that so but you're you're a part of timeless pop culture yeah. now yes. you'll you'll well, forever so, be remembered yeah. and you know that's a, that's the thing about coming to Boston like you have to uh, and, and Bobby Orr told me one time, he goes, you win in Boston. He goes, there's nothing greater, <laughs> you know, but he goes, the fans are, they're, they're fans, you know, they're passionate. They're going to let you know when you don't do it. But, you know, he goes, there's no greater place to win, you know? And so you, you have to, the players that do well in Boston, you have to embrace the, you know, the, the fan base. You can't yeah. hide from it. If you push back against it, they will, you know, they're going to make you make it tough on you. I know. I just wish I was present at those World Series games, you know, to be, to be, have been there, you know, rather than watching it on TV. I've heard Must have been hundreds of thousands of people tell me they were at the game, so you oh, can yeah. say you were there. Ah, uh, well, my sister Jay, <laughs> right. Jay that played uh, the first game, Jay and her husband were, my sister that played last week, her, she and her husband were at it, and, and I think, I think they spent like close to a thousand dollars in 2004, that was a lot of money, because yes. she was saying, I can't believe he spent that much, and I go, it's the World Series, yeah, you know? Knew. I mean, I yeah. have people tell me... You know, odds on, hey, I was at game five of the World Series. You know, it's like, it's a great job. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a game five. It wasn't but a game five, yeah. You know, whatever uh, you tell, you, yeah, you, know, you, you tell whatever story you want. It's like the, the Woodstock stories, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where the, the millions of people said wow. they were at Woodstock. Yeah. Wow. You know, I wish, I mean, we, we did this uh, interview off the cuff. We weren't prepared and we don't have any 
I mean, we do everything off the cuff, right? Double A. Well, you know, I think you left the funny part out. We're in a locker room. Oh, we're, not, we're in the, yeah, we're not right in the, the locker room we were in. Well, this is Fantasy you know. Camp uh, War Room right here. This is where yeah. we do, this is where oh, we do all our oh. drafts. And oh, this is oh, we're wow. in the draft room. Yeah. Wow, is my name oh. on the board still from last oh. week? Oh, look at look how many people wanted me. Oh Angela. my God, oh. they were fighting over you. <laughs> I heard there was a fist fight over that. <laughs> Oh, we, got, so we got that first pick. <laughs> yeah, I know. Picking pickles, right. But um, we're in here, and we, we're here for the men's championship game, which was getting delayed because of rain, but it is starting now. And we have Lenny's Legends and Manny's Monsters. Mon- Monsters. Are playing yeah. tonight. So Very Keith's going to be a spectator. A <laughs> but Keith's okay with being a spectator. Right? Yeah. Well, we want to thank you. It was oh really an honor to yeah. talk to you. And it's very exciting having you here. And you're going to come back, right? You're going to come back to women's camp? If I'm invited. Oh, All right. Yes. All right. Well, we'll, we ask, we'll make sure make, that happens. I don't make the decision. They have to invite me. It's, Can we ask the question we asked all the ladies Absolutely. So all right. So the question is, what is your favorite baseball movie? Uh... This is Keith Folk telling us his favorite baseball movie. We're going to analyze I mean, it later. So you might have to remind me of some of these movies. Like, uh, I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of baseball movies. Well, the one I picked, uh, nobody, nobody said. I picked what, what Bull, Bull Durham. Oh, I thought Bull that Durham? was hysterical. Oh. Did you like that? Yeah, I mean, that was funny. Field uh, of Dreams. Is that, did you think the hit Bull Durham is pretty realistic? Because one of the coaches said it's pretty realistic, uh, the baseball it, life. To, uh, to some of it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, some of it. Not that I thought was... as a pitcher, it would be an interesting I don't program. think Keith wore garters under his clothes. <laughs> Did you, Keith? You see, you see there, when thongs came out, that was a big thing. Uh, I didn't necessarily well, mean that part, well, but... Well, guys, guys do some silly things. Oh, to... yeah. Oh. It's that superstition. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Uh, Field of Dreams, God, uh, 42. Yeah. The Natural. Um the Lou Gehrig story. What was the one Something Donna the said? Curve. Yeah, trouble with the trouble curve. Trouble with the curve. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, with Moneyball. Yeah. He's shaking his head yes to all of these. <laughs> it's like yeah, uh, he loves you know, them all. Do yeah. I have a favorite baseball movie? Uh, no, not really. No, not really. I'd rather. How about the Keith Folk story? Yeah. Right. How would that one be? day, yeah. I told yeah. my son one day when they make the movie about me, he can he can play. Oh yeah, oh yeah. that's well, nice. Well, I saw the picture of your son and who who else's sons? It's Manny's son, Poppy's son. Your son and who and then a, a Yankee uh, pa- Pedro's oh, Pedro's son Pedro Jr. was on uh, was on there. They were all uh, Gary the Sheffield's picture. kid. Yeah. Wow! Did you ever see that picture? No. Oh, it's Ramon, it's cool. Ramon yeah. Hernandez. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's all the sons of all these superstars. So they're playing they're, together. They played or, on one yeah, team. Yeah, they played in uh, Brockton and the. Uh, oh wow! Whatever that. Were all you called. guys there? The fathers. All um, lunch, all yeah. So Man, Manny and I were there quite a bit. Dave would wow. show up. Gary Sheffield was there. Wow! Wow! Can you imagine being a parent? On the I know home? these kids don't right. even know oh the weight of their fathers. Right? That's that, was, crazy. that was the funny thing is, is you know the fans. You know, it's like all of a sudden you're walking around. And you're like, what are you doing here? So, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan. You know, my kids out there running wow. around. So. Wow! That's the one game that the parents are like not on their phone. They're yes, actually like exactly, paying attention to what's exactly. happening. That's why, well, New England, it's like you never know who's, you know, going to show up. Yeah, that's true. Will you come to spring training here? No. Are you already gone? Yeah, Yeah, I'll be back in Because sometimes they have surprise guests. I think we heard Pedro was here last year, right? But I didn't see him. Well, you know, Pedro and David probably have an open invitation. Oh, (laughs) big pop, yeah. He was here for sure. I remember seeing him, yeah. I know, yeah, I know Manny, or uh, uh, Pedro was doing, was working with the guys a lot. That's awesome. Wow. They don't ask me. They don't Aww. ask you. I'll wow. be I'll be watching games in Arizona. Uh, we're we're gonna put the word out. 
I'll be yeah. watching Victor because where Victor. <laughs> oh yeah, Victor. Where yeah. The Padres are. Oh, the Cactus League, right? Yeah, They're all out there warming up. Oh, that's cool. We're gonna go see Victor when when San Diego plays the Rays. Yeah, right? so that's why right. You, why don't you jump on that plane with Victor? And I got. We'll all have I a got to, well, I'll tell you, you send me a plane ticket. And, you know, oh, all right. <laughs> we'll get on that. We're fundraising <laughs> on this yeah, right? podcast. We'll get the money. Find some corporate sponsors. Send Keith Funk to the Rays stadium. That would be a really funny GoFundMe, don't you think? Send Keith Funk to Victor Pickles in double A. Yeah, right? that's I don't, really funny. I don't like Coach. Just so we, ah. we'll, we'll get that straight right now. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm flying across it's, country. It's, it's all in, good. It's in a big seat. Uh, well, well, this, this was so fun. Thank, yeah, you thank you so for much. Having me. I'm glad we could. Uh, we thank, kind of thank you for legitimizing us because well, Pickles yeah. told you we were legit, but we, we yeah, won't no, be when this he airs. He didn't believe it. Why didn't he believe it? I wonder why. Pickles. Because you told me about it in a bar. You wouldn't leave. I was in a bar with Keith Folk, and I wouldn't leave alone. Who would believe that? My my memory that I'm always going to remember from this week is Pickles coming up to me in the hotel and going, Keith Folk asked for a screwdriver. I want to know oh, why he wanted a screwdriver. Time. Like, that really well, was, that was messing like with her head. Step, well, let me just say, yeah, I was waiting at the front desk for something, and he walked up, and I'm thinking, well, you know, you, you say you got older, and he, he did not get older. He's still as handsome as he was, but he's standing there, and, and I thought, I got to let this guy go. And then I kept looking at him when he said to the lady, I need a screwdriver, and I'm going, I think that's Keith Folk. And I'm thinking, I can't interrupt him, but I asked him at the banquet. Well, hey, what you need that screwdriver for? And she, and but I, know, but I, love, and I'm not I love how she makes it such a ladylike story. Like we were sitting at a table, and she goes, "Hey, Keith, what you need that screwdriver for?" That's really how I remember that going down. But just so we're clear, it was a tool, not uh, right, not the drink, right, not the drink. Hey, and for our fundraiser, I'll tell you what he needed it for. If you want to ship him some money so we can get him on the plane, yeah, right? it could be a, it could be a trivia question. Well, and the more money they give, the better the story is. Uh oh. We're not. We're in an interview. I guess we got to wrap this up. Somebody's looking for him. <laughs> that's All right. Well, okay. we just want to say thank you again. Thank this you for really me. fun. And you come back to the ladies next next uh, year because the yeah. ladies loved it. Yep, yeah. they did. They End loved the you. Thanks, you know, guys. Thank All right. You. Well, this is Pickles and Double A signing off. Yeah. Yeah. We're very happy that we had this interview. So I'm. We're signing off. Yeah. Good night, and uh, we're going to go watch the championship. <laughs>